Medicare is complicated. Medicare can be confusing. Medicare is no fun to study. Will you know what decisions to make when Medicare time arrives for you? My name is Doug Jones, and I wrote a book to help you figure it all out. Medicare for the Lazy Man. It's on sale at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Also, you can download and listen to my podcast, Medicare for the Lazy Man, wherever fine podcasts are given away free of charge. Medicare for the Lazy Man, simplest and easiest guide ever. No vaccine can protect you from the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. The podcast camouflaged as a nature documentary. And now he once came second in a Doug Jones lookalike contest. It's Medicare expert Doug Jones. Hello, everyone. We are about to start another exciting, thrill-packed episode of the Medicare for the Lazy Man podcast. As Drew McMillan, my Canadian nephew, may have told you, I am Doug Jones, your Medicare specialist or expert, take your pick, for today. And I am here to hopefully help people feel really confident and uh, really certain about the impending transition from Obamacare to Medicare. I also want people to learn as much as they can about the Medicare that they're soon to be covered by. And for that purpose, I have written a book entitled Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. So if you're listening to this podcast in 2023 and you'd like to get your hands on my book, What you do is you go to barnesandnoble.com or go to amazon.com and put this in the search window, Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. And when you uh, see the results, you'll see that you've got a couple of choices, especially if you're on Amazon. You can purchase the paperback version, which seems to be the one that the vast majority of people purchase because it's an $8 buy. You may purchase the kindle version which is a lot less expensive and arrives immediately if you've got a kindle so you can order that and have it in your hands within moments you can also purchase the the um, audible book which is audible in that i am doing all the work of reading the big multisyllabic words and turning the pages and announcing the new chapters but my favorite purchase and the one that i like it when people uh spring for is the $22 magnificently constructed hardcover version of Medicare for the Lazy Man 2023. It's a museum quality piece that not only contains the same Medicare knowledge that you're going to want to have, but it's also so magnificently beautiful that it's like a coffee table book, only a little bit smaller. It's like a museum piece for those whose shelves need a little sprucing up. And it's a a high quality item that you can pass down to future generations of your family, knowing that uh, when they see this wonderful thing they've inherited, they'll look back upon you with reverence and, and with love. Anyway, reading my book, Medicare for the Lazy Man will give you the knowledge that you need 
to not only cross that Medicare threshold confidently and successfully, but also it'll have my contact information for you to uh, ask for help in obtaining the uh, the insurance products that will accompany Medicare that supplement your coverage and that will ensure that you have rock solid protection against unexpectedly high medical expenses down the road. So that's why we're here. Now, there's a one party who often forgets why we're here, and I have to remind him periodically. That's Randy Carson. Randy, I'm glad you're here with us. And do you remember why we're here? What? Who am I? Yeah. Well, you just told me an, a very interesting story that um, is uh, indicative of the fact that you and I can look at each other and both of our minds are wiped out occasionally. I know. I I've know. had just. I've had trouble, Randy, uh, every, about every six months, Randy will say, Doug, your camera's not on. What's wrong? And we'll go through all this diagnostic garbage because he's a, uh, a programmer and he's an expert at these things. And I'm just putty in his hand. So he tells me what to do or he takes over my keyboard. But then we have found every single time after all kinds of diagnostic shenanigans that the actual problem is a little piece of plastic on my keyboard, on my uh, but on my uh, computer that slides sideways to cover the camera lens. And uh, so I thought, okay, well, after about three times of being totally embarrassed, I'll always remember this. And the first thing I check, if he says the camera's not working, is that slide. Well, it turns out that Randy and Margaret had the same problem. And did the, did the thought to check the sliding piece of plastic occur to you? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny part of the story was when Margaret called up the people who sold her the laptop and read them the riot act, and they jumped into action with all the diagnostics from their end. Let's figure this out. There might be a drive that's malfunctioning or something. Yeah. Maybe you need a new driver. Maybe maybe <laughs> something this. Have you tried that? What's this say? What's it? Oh, what, what color is that? Oh, oh, have you slid? Is the, is the lens cover slid open? Uh, what's that? What's a lens cover? What's that? <laughs> okay, well, folks, I I have to admit that I I really really fell down on the job there. But I had my wife bought a new laptop and they integrated the lens cover slide. Now the reason they started doing this, okay, and I'm I'm just going to admit to you that the reason they started doing this is that everybody got really geeky about the fact that people might be able to turn on your video without you knowing it and then watch you in your office. I don't think people got geeky. I think they got paranoid. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. That's a better, that's a better term. So then, so then the manufacturers started putting these little slides on them to, so you could cover them up. And bottom line is I'm so freaking old and I'm used to the older technology I don't think about this being a slide. Okay. I, I just don't because right. I, if they were sitting there watching, if they're sitting there watching me in my office work away, I don't care. Well, for, yeah, you're not sitting there in your U-trow, so, which is what no. we used to call, we used to call underwear back in the fraternity house. Yeah. No, um, I don't, if they, if they get a gig, if they get some sort of kick out of that, good for them. Yeah. Well, the other thing is the camera lens has a white light that's, that grabs your attention if that slide happens to be open, exposing the lens. So when oh, I'm sitting here working on the computer, <laughs> mine, mine shouts at me, hey, I'm open. Uh, you know, the camera's on. Randy's looking at you through that camera. When when the uh, slide is slid closed, 
that light is gone and you don't think about what's not there. You only right. think about that light when it's there and working properly. So we probably have lost a lot of credibility with the support people at Hewlett Packard. Well, how about the audience? I hear laughter uh, ringing in the background. <laughs> you morons. You guys are, oh I knew you were God. idiots. I know. It's, well, it's, I should have I should have never said it. I should have never said it. But bottom line is, you know what I did, folks? I looked at Margaret's other laptop, and the same thing exists on hers, but it never got slid shut by accident. <laughs> Mine does only when I ask Mary to clean it. And she does a magnificent job of cleaning my laptop, making it look like it just came from the store. But she never realizes that she's screwed up my camera function. Yeah, so. I get it. But bottom line is, hey, I thought I made a mistake once, but I was but wrong. You were wrong. Ah, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you something. We have sparked some creative juices in someone. And uh, it is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not us, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> um, we have spent some time uh, reading a document, a fairly thick, heavy document put out by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Those guys are, um, they have uh, probably a bottomless budget of uh, American dollars. Now, of course, it, the American dollar isn't worth what it used to be a short time ago, but uh, they have enough budget to hire a bunch of their staff members and put them on a project that is going to change the world and make everybody happier and, and make the, the, American, uh, the American experiment a more successful and, and uh, productive experiment. And that was to change the English language so that no minority group was ever uh, suffering with hurt feelings. And so we've been taking a few moments at every uh, podcast episode and sharing the work of that uh, that august group of people at the CDC, the people who do not control or prevent any diseases that I can see, at least I haven't seen in the, the success that they're supposed to have had. So anyway, this inspired Steve to comment on our uh, our sharing of the CDC language police uh, output. And Steve uh, did have a comment or two. And uh, I noticed one thing that he went right to the, uh, to the nasty poo poo part of the report. So uh, that was kind of interesting listening to Steve's thoughts. And I received an email from one of our other uh, favorite correspondents, Dominic Regina. And Dominic said, now that Steve has put a spotlight on the CDC's practice of changing our language and word choices for fear of offending anyone, I understand that they are now demanding a change to the title of your book. Well, this is very disconcerting. Apparently, they are offended by the description lazy man. And that may be because it hits too close to home. I don't know. That's just my guess. So he suggested some alternatives that uh, they might have proposed. One of those is Medicare for work-challenged individuals. I, that's got a lot of syllables. I'm not sure that's going to fit on the cover of a book. Medicare for the semi-energetic person. And I knew that that would hit home with Randy. He's yucking it up over there on the other side of the, uh, of the screen. And finally, Medicare for the somewhat active human. And he said, I look forward to your 2024 edition. And I believe he's saying that because he knows that it's going to have a new title that's probably not going to be offensive to any of our readers. Um, so anyway, thank you, Dominic, for sharing your thoughts with us. 
or for sharing your report on what uh, the CDC has in store for us. And it's uh, always a pleasure to hear from you. So I am um, pretty excited about several items in our our uh, um, stack of curated material today. Mostly there is one item that is, uh, that is always uh, uh, increasing interest at this time of the year, and that is going to be uh, anything really having to do with Medicare Part D prescription drug plans. I have had a few of my longtime clients and my old friends contact me recently asking whether this is the time yet to have um, to attack their drug plan research online to see if their plan needs to be changed for next year. And I've had to tell them so far, they seem to be later than usual coming out with the new data for 2024. If they're not later than usual, at, at least they're not um, on time. So they are um, not going to release that data until <laughs> I'm asleep. And then they do it in the middle of the night and I wake up and and I have to find out for myself. But the 2024 data is not available for us. So I keep telling my friends, just hold off and wait until I tell you that the data has been released. But the, the first thing that's going to arrive typically is going to be the annual notice of change. And I've discussed this before, but it bears repeating for anybody who has a Medicare Part D prescription drug plan and for anyone who has a uh, uh, Medicare Advantage plan, those two elements are going to be communicating, the the companies that uh, put out those plans are going to be communicating with you about what might be happening with your plan for 2024. And it's when you get this document, when you open it up, when you see the fine print, the teeny tiny print, and the fact that it's a multi-page document, written by lawyers, probably uh, interns at a, some major Wall Street law firm, you're going to have the same urge that most rational people would, which is to wad it up and throw it in the garbage. And I wouldn't blame you at all. Unfortunately, this is the notification that you get that could be important if they have something planned for you. And I'm going to give you an example of what happened about three or four years ago. Um, the uh, Humana I'm going to say their name because they did this and they should be ashamed of themselves. Humana had a very nicely priced Medicare prescription drug plan. It was great for people who had uh, just a few drugs and whose drugs were mostly generic. And uh, the the premium, the monthly premium for that plan was fairly, uh, fairly benign. It was in the neighborhood of $5 a month in most places. And the the drug copays were very reasonable and as time went by i mean most of my uh earlier clients fit into the profile of people who would make best use of that plan and the the price kind of ratcheted up every couple of years every year or so um it, it would be a few dollars higher but still no reason for alarm and it finally got up into the high teens and then the annual notice of change came out for the following year, which I think was 2022. Now, no, excuse me, 2020, I believe. And so what happened was the uh, annual notice of change was thrown away by uh, people who are rational and who don't want to have to wade through a bunch of legalese to learn facts that may or may not be there. There might not have been anything important in it, but it turns out that there was. And Humana's annual notice of change that came out that year 
about this time of the year in the fall, it announced that the premium for that plan, well, actually, it announced that all the people in that plan were going to be removed from the plan. The plan was going to be withdrawn from the market. And all of those people, if they took no action, were going to be placed in Humana's most expensive drug plan without further notification. And that most expensive drug plan had a premium in the neighborhood of $55 or $56 a month. And these are people who were used to spending under $10 a month. Well, I immediately got to most of my clients and warned them. And I said, here's what I think is going to be the best plan for you next year instead of that hugely expensive Humana plan. And so I got my clients moved, but a lot of people didn't get moved. And I don't know how many people were carried over to the new, much more expensive plan, but I know that human uh, behavior being what it is, is there was a certain amount of inertia and Humana collected a ton of money from people who would put off making the correction. Some people panicked and said, I'll do it right away because I don't like paying that kind of money for the same sort of service I was getting before for much less money. But then there's a segment of the human population that's just uh, they they put things off and they put things off and pretty soon they paid another monthly premium that's way too large and the Humana bean counters are happy, happy campers. So that's what happened. Now that's happened more than once, not just Humana, but some other companies have done the same kind of thing. So I highly suggest that you take a close look at the annual notice of change. Uh, the two things that I would look for are, A, is there going to be a premium cost for my drug plan. I happen to be on a WellCare plan. And so when I get my annual notice of change from WellCare, I'm going to open that sucker up. I'm going to get my magnifying glass out and I'm going to pour through it until that's P-O-R-E through it until I find whether the uh, annual premium is going to be changed or not. And then I'm going to be looking for their drug list changes. Will their formulary uh, drop the drugs that I take that uh, they cover me for, or will their formulary stay the same? Will it be expanded? I'm looking for red flags. And when I finish that search, I'll know pretty much whether or not I'm going to have a smooth transition from the 2023 to the 2024 version of my drug plan. But if I have to uh, make a change, then I'll spring into action and I will go to the medicare.gov website. I will search using my location, my drugs, and my favorite uh, drug stores to, for the newest, cheapest drug plan to see what plan I should carry forward into uh, 2024. And I'll be happy to help other people do that uh, in a short period of time. I'll be demonstrating that uh, that process. And I'll tell you, the people who have not cringed in fear but actually gone along with me into the world of searching for drug plans on medicare.gov have found that it's not that difficult and it's kind of rewarding. And I got a few geeks actually who enjoy playing around with it. They enjoy going, what if now, what if I had to take this drug, what would that do to my monthly outlay? So we'll discuss that process uh, in a a short while, but uh, in the meantime, there is an article I ran across that uh, talks about the ANOC, the annual notice of change. And it says, here's what you should expect from your annual notice of change. 
This is from AMAC, uh, the American uh, something or other of uh, uh, Association of Mature American Citizens. And I love those guys. I'm doing what I can to sell products that uh, uh, will associate me with them. So I'm trying to draw closer to uh, uh, a financial arrangement with that company. And I'm hoping that at some point we'll be partners. But in the meantime, here's what they say you should expect from your ANOC, your annual notice of change. The article says millions of Americans are currently enrolled in prescription drug plans or Medicare Advantage plans. One of the top questions that AMAC's medical team receives is how your Medicare plan will change in the coming year. Luckily, insurance companies make it easy for you to prepare for these changes by sending you an annual notice of change, or ANOC, A-N-O-C. This notice of change is typically sent out in the month of September, but don't make the mistake of tossing it in the trash, as many people do. What is the annual notice of change? This is the summary of plan changes and costs that you can expect to see in the following year. You should also receive a summary of benefits, which gives you a more detailed description of your plan's covered benefits and what you will pay for certain services. It's important to review these documents when you receive them to determine if your current plan will continue to be beneficial for you. So the next question is, what kind of changes can I expect? You may see changes to your premium, your co-pays, or your coinsurance. You may also see changes to the doctors or pharmacy networks that are available, and that would apply only to people who have Medicare Advantage plans. And you know who you are because I did not sell you a Medicare Advantage plan. The article goes on to say that covered drugs or drug tiers may also change as well. In some cases, you may even find that your plan has been discontinued and you will have to find a replacement for the following year or, as I just described, you may have been in a, in a voluntarily placed in a plan that is a replacement, but not a satisfactory replacement, maybe a lot more expensive than your current plan. If you are not satisfied with the upcoming changes in your annual notice of change, or if you decide that you want to compare options, the annual enrollment period, or AEP, now it's not annual enrollment period, it's annual election period. I wouldn't mind if the government changed the name to annual enrollment period. That might make a little more sense. But right now, the AEP from October 15th to December 7th is the annual election period. Some people call it uh, open enrollment, but they shouldn't do that because open enrollment is a whole different period of time that occurs earlier in the year. So anyway, the annual election period is just around the corner. This window begins October 15th, ends December 7th, and allows you to drop, change, or enroll into a Medicare Advantage plan, boo hiss, or a prescription drug plan that will begin coverage the following year, January 1st. That's why knowing what changes you are facing with your current coverage is so important. It will allow you to better compare the new options when the annual election period arrives. Fortunately, you won't have to sort through all that information alone. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, uh, their team of licensed Medicare advisors, of which I consider myself to be one, can help you research plans, including doctor networks, which you won't need if I'm advising you because you won't have a Medicare Advantage plan. You'll have a Medicare Supplement plan, but also the uh, uh 
I, the things I can do to help you or uh, search for the best drug plan for you going into 2024. And so that's what basically this article is all about. Watch for your ANOC, your annual notice of change to arrive in the mail. And uh, you will learn by studying that document. You will learn what torture is like, and you will also learn what they have in store for you for the uh, upcoming um, year with that particular plan. You know, I have this horrible feeling that the crickets have chirped, but nobody said anything. And um, we're actually a little on the early side today. Isn't that wonderful? We are. The crickets have spoken. And uh, just so you know, the seven, we did pretty well today on our 75 cents worth of airtime. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Maybe Bidenomics is working after all. Uh, well, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> but <laughs> but anyway, we are to the end of our 75 cents. There's a few things I always want to mention before we sign off and you know bring the plane into the airport, because Doug absolutely looks forward to hearing from you. His email address, uh, if you want to get a pencil, dbj at mlmmailbag.com. That's dbj at mlmmailbag.com. He is a licensed agent nationwide to help you with your Medicare supplement planning. Check us out on the website at medicareforthelazyman.com. Maybe it'll be something, you know, call something different here someday. Medicare for the semi, uh, semi-active semi individual. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Medicare for the slow. Medicare for the slowly moving individual. <laughs> I, that that doesn't have the same ring to it, but, you know, we'll have well, some Dom- fun with Dominic, it. Dominic uh, started the ball rolling, and I'm sure your genius will take over and uh, we, come yeah, up with some have, other choices. We absolutely will have some fun with that. Also, we would love to have you put some reviews out in the world for us. We enjoy them, enjoy reading them. All they have to be is, hey, I enjoy listening to the podcast and I love reading the book. They don't have to be anything complicated, but they do mean a lot to us when it comes to the numbers. Last but not least, want to thank you for joining us. You could have been many different places doing many different things and you weren't. You choose to, uh, you know, spend a little bit of quality time with Doug at MedicareForTheLazyMan.com. But as I always tell you, keep track of the time on your watch. If And if you didn't, you have just spent about 32 and a half minutes with Doug Jones, the anti-insurance insurance guy originally from Oklahoma. No more. He's living in the high ground behind Cave Creek, Arizona in his Fortress of Solitude. And I'm going to put him in today. Oh, guys, I'll be nice. 7,500 feet. I can do that. I can do that, Randy. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We enjoyed being with you today, and we're looking forward to our next opportunity. Bye-bye.